This is Organarchist, and you're listening to The Dirt Show. Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. And we revisited Organarchist. Yes, we did. Uh, end of season. And yep. he did the Ripcord F2, as everybody knows. He was on at the first part of the season um, talking about how he had gotten the F1 Ripcord down to the F2 and was going to pheno hunt this year. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of people have beans out there. We did too. Didn't run them this year, but we were going to. Yes. Just got them too late. We got to see the baby bunnies. Yeah, so when we got out there, you know, the kids loved it. It's a great little farm out there. Mm-hmm. And bunnies are cute, but damn, I mean. That's a lot of bunnies. All the time. Yes. Um, we put the kids in the in the cage with the bunnies, and they had a great time for, what, at least 30 minutes before you guys even got started? Well, I was already <laughs> started. I was checking out the plants right away. Yes, of course. But So he was showing me those, but they had a good time. And we had a good time too. You know, we sat down in his house and I felt a little bit like romantic. (laughs) He has a big living room with this big ass rug that like covers the whole living room. It's the biggest rug I've ever seen. It's really cool. And the coolest uh, mirror. What is that? Barn mirror or barn window mirror like wall. It's a whole entire wall of mirrors. Is that what that is? I yeah, it's and it's all barn like old me um old windows, old frames to windows and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know if it's all barn barn windows or not, but I it's it was fucking cool when I yeah. now I was just going into the restroom last time we were out there. I Why was wouldn't? just like, Oh my god, that is the coolest freaking thing and he made it all. That's awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't dare have him show me his bedroom, though. No. <laughs> I don't know. What I'm he, just joking. It's Who knows what he got in there. But he had a nice big fire going for us. So this is my first interview that was actually in front of a... That's more sexual. Don't say that. I, I was just joking. It's I'm, I, I gave him a hard time half the time because he did have his lady friend there, though. So Were the candles lit for... The it was just friend. the ambiance of the fire, so... Oh, well, that's actually... Yeah, I love fire. He kept stoking it while we're doing the interview. And this is the first one I did in front of a fire. So I got to admit it was not only unique, but it was cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. You can hear the crackling in the background. That would be fun. (laughs) So, but we talked about really cool things. One thing that we did talk about that a lot of listeners have been asking about is living soil. And can you do it? For instance, can you do it in pots and Mm -hmm. can you do it indoors? Mm hmm. Uh, and kind of wiring minds what to know. Want yeah, to know. <laughs> and really kind of what is living soil. So he goes into that and what he does because he does living soil in forty fives. Right, smarties. Oh, but, I didn't know they were in forty fives. I knew he did living soil. Well, I want to go into detail of that, but I'll but let don't him take explain. It away. Yeah. yeah, I'll let him explain it. But we also talked about you know a couple cool K and F recipes. So for those people that want to try to keep it closed loop, do something natural or even get into the KNF thing, uh, you know, he talks about the stuff he does. 
So a couple good recipes on there. Can you please say what KNF means? Korean natural farming. Thank you. Yes, it's I'm like, just like what a, the fuck is KNF? <laughs> so basically, it, it's a popular method of growing where you use things like fermented extracts and fermented vegetables and fruits. Right. Okay. It's kind of a it's a closed loop method potentially, and it's also you know natural method, mm-hmm. and you can use stuff that you can source inexpensively or actually free right if you're closed loop so uh, like it, his apples and stuff that he has yeah so you can use apples bananas are a good source of potassium and then okay. the, you, you ferment them or break them down in certain ways and it makes these nutrients whether it's a bloom nutrient so in or, other words everything that you could get in a bottle you could you could use vegetables and fruits and stuff to and plants, break it down yes. and plants mm-hmm. oh, that'd be cool okay yeah but it does take some work so yes. So this has become a popular method with cannabis farmers. And for good reason, just like living soil or no-till, right. it's inexpensive. Yeah. And it's very organic, natural. Um, you know, it's it's big on microorganisms, too. So it's almost like you could use um, your compost pile for sure, but you could throw the stuff that you definitely would need into your compost pile. Yeah, I mean, he tells of a living soil method where you use you know compost through the winter and stuff okay so, so for sure it sounds really cool it's so just what that you're instead saying of you, is we're trying this <laughs> i haven't gotten that far yet <laughs> i think we're gonna go ahead and um you know recycle our soil yes but as far as living so and we do have the capability of doing living soil he talks about this silo technology that you can do with pots and yes we could do that okay um, and that's something that we could evolve into Mm-hmm. But I think this year we're just going to move forward with recycling her soil and going that route. Once we've mastered that, then we'll start. Why don't we get a house first? <laughs> you mean like property is a yeah. better word. Property. <laughs> yes. Some area to do this in. Yeah. So, but this is really good information and stuff that people have been asking about. Uh, listen for that. And um, he also shares, you know, Oregon's been having a rainy fall. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily normal or usual. I guess it could be. But you know, in the last few years, it's been fairly warm through pretty much October. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the last couple, two, three years, we've went all the way to like November 7th, even the second week of November on our plants sometimes. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, this year, we don't have to do that. We've already pulled the banner. Yep. And that's already been, that's been hanging for a week. Yes. And, and it's so, chocodile. Yeah. Ooh, you said I wouldn't remember. <laughs> I remembered. <laughs> yeah, you haven't remembered that name all season. That was season. our deformity, right? The chocodile? Yeah. No, that was our seated plant. Okay, okay. I did remember. Mm-hmm. I remembered. <laughs> so, so we pulled the banner, and it's been a week, and now, so it's pretty much going to be ready here to go into the jars, and if we so choose, maybe... Uh, turkey bags. I thought we were doing turkey bags. Yes, because we got so much this year. Yes. Obviously, we prefer glass and jars, but, you know, with the volume that we're dealing with this year, that we're going to have to uh, start some curing in some turkey bags first and then move to jars. Yes, we're doing it in the method of of turkey bags first, then Mm -hmm. two jars, because I'm slowly bringing jars home. Yeah, that's true. Because of the plethora of jars that get brought into our work. Which is cool. Yes, that is how they bring in half pounds at a time. And so we recycle them and use them amongst the staff members because not all of them take them back, which is a lot for us to be sitting on. So we're doing you a service. Mm -hmm. I like to hear that. But then I'm collecting this shit at home. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, but I mean, jars can be expensive. <laughs> but so this in a is good, good way. Yes, it's saving us money at the same time. So, But we will move to jars. It's just that, you know, right off, we're going to be turkey bagging it. Mm-hmm. We have to clean our old jars that we do have here, though, too. I don't know the banner. I don't know if I pulled it too early or not. I'm always at odds with this because I don't know. People pull at different times. People will look at trichomes or people will look at old schoolers, look at maybe the hairs sometimes and or the pistols, whatever. I don't know. So... I went by trichomes. More like thirty-five, more like thirty, seventy or. But weren't we trying to keep it from that? Because that mold that kept trying to. Well, the banner was starting to get hit with some mold, and I don't think that was because of the rain. We have really had no problems with the plants. No. As far as botrytis, with because of rain or wetness, it's always seems to be from the caterpillars because it was in the three locations that we had those caterpillars yeah if you see mold you can pull that mold spot back it's kind of disgusting but if you pull it back and look into the center of it you can find generally find the caterpillar and if not you'll see the shit mark the little black turds yep i remember i pulled two of the three of them back and there was and then what's nice i mean it's gross but what what's nice to know is that it's not actually mold taken over it's just mold from the shit so if you cut that out generally if you catch it as quickly as possible it won't really spread if it's actual mold problem that stuff spreads pretty pretty easy but for some reason if you catch that and anymore like i used to be like i'm just gonna cut that tiny little spot out and and hope for the best no i cut that whole head off i just get rid of that shit Mm -hmm. just cut it out just all of it just that whole section it's got to go but other than that it really didn't have mold for any other reason and but it was starting to be affected so i think it had the most caterpillar issues yeah even though we sprayed early with bt but she was also one that was out the longest because she was so fucking gangly very gangly if she didn't have such long arms and legs we would we wouldn't have had to keep her out she was put her outside but we still got the rest to go and hopefully we've timed it right but we've got the wedding cake coming up to pull and the blue cookies actually the two pretty much best ones of the crowd yes i just (laughs) excuse me (laughs) fuck was that is everybody okay are we do we have a ghost going on right now like honestly that like weird shit's happening (laughs) ghost farts well something's going on over here and then we just had a ghost fart what the hell (laughs) okay i hope that was recorded (laughs) i i hope it record if i go back and listen and there's nothing there i'm gonna be tripped out fucking weirded out okay i believe in ghosts yet (laughs) i do want to save flour from both those plants though uh, those are, I think are going to be good flour. So I do too, but I, at least those are the ones that we both wanted to. And like, which one are you claiming you're going to do? Wedding cake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. So you blast blue cooks and I will blast some wedding cake and we'll see who's is better. Okay. And we're talking about diamonds. Oh, so we're talking. Yes. It's going to take a three week process here. Yes. So we are going to put it in a jar and we could do different methods. We could try sauce and diamonds. Okay. Because of the fact that we're not, we're just going to do a single jar. Challenge up. Do we have to show pictures of this on our website? Yes. All right. So we're going to do our jar first Mm -hmm. and then whatever's left, we'll do sauce. Okay. And see how that ends up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Shake on it. (laughs) This is a gentleman's bet. There's only a sexual pleasures up for grabs. For grabs. Excellent. (laughs) I know what I'm getting. (laughs) 
uh, after the blue cookies and wedding cake, I think it's, I'm not even sure. We still got some green work stuff coming down. And you know what? Second generation stuff this year has just been, I love it. Mm-hmm. It's been the frostiest stuff that I've grown. It's been pretty fucking frosty. The OCT looks so good. And, you know, it's weird. Outdoors, you can get cannabis that's dense and mm-hmm. almost like indoor. And then you can also run in a lot of times to just not so dense cannabis. Right. But I don't have an issue with that. I think people on the shelf, you know, that's different. Well, outdoor is sun grown is more airy than indoor. Most it seems of the time. to be, but you can have strains that aren't. Yes. So I, it's weird. Nonetheless, it doesn't bother me at all. I would rather have what that OCT is like in terms of its frostiness and its structure and hopefully how good the medicine is. Right. Maybe I'm just hyping it up for no damn reason. I can't wait to try it. It's coming. (laughs) Uh, But also even that farmer's fire looks really good. Uh, It's, it really purpled out overnight. It's the first time I've seen a plant. I checked it in the morning and it was green. And then that night before it went dark, it was purple, which was odd. Usually it's overnight. It is. And not necessarily that quick. Like it'll start to purple and you'll see it. But this is straight up like the whole top of the bud was purple. It was weird. So really cool, though. And I'm anxious because that's the cherry pie. Right. Crossed with the blueberry. Now, this year we stepped into the breeding realm, pollen chucking realm, if you will. We had three males come through. We talked about them. It was the Durban Poison Pineapple mm-hmm. and the uh, Plumberry Kush yep. and the OCT. Mm-hmm. I'll grab the seeds real quick, but uh, we ended up with a few crosses and Wasn't pretty happy with it. Banner and OCT. We did Banner OCT, which collected actually quite a few seeds about. And that's going to be really cool. I like the Banner and the Banner's really a green, green plant. Mm-hmm. So mixing that up with the OCT is going to be really cool. And then we did, I know we did the plum. So the chocodile. Yeah, the chocodile. The one, that one we completely, that was not a controlled, it was a controlled, <laughs> controlled chuck, but not in the sense that we just did a small area. I actually literally just seeded that whole plant. Yep. And it was good though, because I, I really like this cross too. And it's the. Chocodile crossed with plumberry, plumberry Kush. Mm-hmm. So plum Chaco, plum Chaco is going to be the name, I think. Yeah, which I like. Um, but it's let me tell you a little bit about that. So the Chocodile came from Cloudwave. That plant we've had in the stable for mm-hmm. two, three years. Been in, unsuccessful in the past because we had some problems with the one year, which was my fault. I let them flower too early, and so they ended up having troubles. A, a lot of plants did that here. The early ones. But nonetheless, uh, it has a lineage of a really good lineage of New York City Diesel, L.A. Confidential and Chocolope. And so real three good real strains that are kind of an old school strains, too, as well. Mm -hmm. So kind of a blast from the past. Mix that with the plumberry, which is the purple unicorn crossed with the blueberry. So hell yeah, I think five really good strains there. And with that plant, you know, how many, how many do you get out of a plant? I mean, thousands of seeds, maybe, I don't know, (laughs) a jar full, a shit ton. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. It's it's actually drying right now, but that gives us enough seeds to play around for quite a while with that one. Mm -hmm. Do some serious pheno hunting. Also a really exciting one. we got the wedding cake crossed with OCT. Oh yeah. Limited beans on that one. Um, but that's a really, for me, that's a good one. 
because mm-hmm. that was a legit wedding cake cr- uh, cut, and that OCT mail was was fire. Um, we got the that which the, we're gonna need names for these things, right? So maybe we'll have to put out a contest or put something out on IG and see if we can have some people help us. The plum choco, of course. Uh, the banner times OCT, which we said the sour V times OCT. That one was the one we had like a hundred seeds to start with or better. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of seeds on those and that one's a potent one. That sour V has got a gassy side to it. Mm-hmm. And then of course the OCT, which is the dark musky grapey smell. Right. I don't know. And then OCT times the in utero, which is the other green work plant. So we have the sour V and then the in utero. Right. In utero, I can't remember exactly what the cross is. It's like a mother's milk times pink platinum or something like that. Pink uh, panties. Pink panties, something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have the Clown Royal times OCT. Now, that one, you know, I mean, <laughs> it was just some leftover pollen that I put on there and it took. And I don't know how it's going to come out because that Clown Royal is half blueberry. The OCT is half blueberry. But one's got the purple unicorn and one's got the uh, black black rose. So with that much blueberry in it, I don't know. Gorilla glue is in the clown. No. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Gorilla yeah, glue. Gorilla glue with blueberry. times blueberry. Yes. <clears throat> My bad. So we got a few uh, crosses there that we get to play with, and we're gonna maybe give those out to like as contests and mm-hmm. have some listeners test those and stuff. So that was really fun though. And, um, and also, we're still not done collecting seeds. No, we're still not done doing the seeds. Um, we're just starting. This is where it gets busy. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited. I hope everybody else is doing okay out there. Like I said, it's been wet. So we put up that 10 by 20 mm-hmm. uh, cover car, uh, canopy. It's a car part. Car, car, carport. Car, carport. But it's essentially it's a car canopy. Mm-hmm. Basically carport canopy style. And works really well. I mean, it was essentially really inexpensive we had it for like three years now yeah uh we got it as by the way shout out to buy mart we got it as a really good deal for like 87 bucks and those things are normally about 190 is what we were pricing them something it was or 175 something like that 170 yeah and it it was way more expensive than what we were looking at and so we jumped right on it and it was the last one and we have used it now two years two years but we've had it three we've had it three but ha- used it too because last year we did not grow and really we can just buy the, like the four mil plastic and yeah we have to replace it every year but it's only 25 bucks yes and, and actually a whole one fits over the 20 by 10 well and see that's the thing is so at 25 bucks now that we've got it figured out a whole sheet covers that thing perfectly mm-hmm. basically so w- what comes at walmart so you can get four mil plastic it's a 25 by 50 mm-hmm and for 25 bucks and then that will cover that whole carport easily yes um and we're actually looking at getting um at least some sort of netting to go between the carport so it holds up the plastic a little bit better so it doesn't catch rain oh that's just the cord so what you do is you run cord you run two pieces of cord in between each one in between each slat yeah or you know section and that is fine i just hadn't run it yet so I had done that the first year. I don't remember. But I was just, just didn't do it this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it was a race half the time at the end. It's always a race, it seems like. So these other farmers, though, I don't know. These guys are all these hemp farms and stuff. I think they're, you know, pulling early, battling mold. I don't know. 
But what's really cool though, is we got a little bout of rain there, like days of it, like three, four days, and then a couple mm-hmm. days of sun and then three, four more days. And so it was really brutal, but the people that stuck it out and had some healthy plants, I think are making the right choice. We right. did, we did have the cover and a fan going, you know, uh, I think that was the right choice because now we got like two weeks of good, decent weather, not great, but decent enough weather. Hell yeah. And we'll be able to finish those off nicely. Yep. So, and just like Organarchist, he, uh, he pulled one, I think, but I think he let a couple ride. Nice. He's got the, like I said, the F2 records. And then he did do a G Wiz by Cookie Main and then a vanilla frosting. I don't know who that was by, but hmm. said that was Jack Terps. Said he get wasted 150 gallon Smarty on that plant. <laughs> Whatever. He doesn't, he doesn't like those Jack Terps, that Jack hair. Oh, too common. It's, I don't know if anybody else else out there across the country uh, has tried the Jack Hare. It's an older strain. It was popular for a while back in like I imagine two thousands or nineties or something. I enjoy Jack Hare when I'm expecting Jack Hare. I do not like Jack Hare when I am smoking OG Kush or something else. Yeah, and you do get a lot of those hair tap terps out there, or people who say it isn't. <laughs> may have accidentally mislabeled i wonder if people don't mislabel we've had a couple times like we just had the recent one that tasted like skittles and it wasn't even a skittles cross the right? tahiti lime yes it was it was called skittles breath but it is tahiti lime and mendo breath no yeah. i'm sorry tang breath so it wasn't even an original skittles no, concoction I, at I, all i wish that they would stop doing stuff like that like i understand it smells like skittles but and, and this one is because it actually smells like skittles like taste the rainbow skittles not it, it does it really does and that's i can see why they'd name it that but yeah anyway sorry at least guys, it's not jack getting attacked by a fly <laughs> at least it's not jack terps <laughs> that's true it's skittles terps those I'll, terps are just as strong I'll tell you, um, I can almost hear that fly in the microphone. It's right in your face is why. (laughs) (laughs) Little fucker. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though. The Head Dog 9, number Mm 9 from Heroes of the Farm, it it just goes to show you that, again, another example of a lower THC content that just kicked my head. Mm -hmm. That was a good one. Oh, and that reminds me. I wanted to bring this up for listeners. I don't know if many listeners out there do... Uh, cold starts or cold temp dabs. It's something that we've been practicing. And that reminds me, I wanted to bring something up. Uh, I don't know if any listeners out there do cold starts or cold, cold temp dabs, cold starts, but we've um, started doing them mm-hmm. and we've been essentially pra- practicing it because it does take a little, you have to get used to your, your uh, banger. Yes. Thicker it is the longer and a little bit more, skill and timing That's i don't know she said. yeah so uh i don't you've been doing it too mm-hmm. do you prefer them i really enjoy it if you're trying to capture the taste of something don't do it if you don't want to capture the taste of dabs right so if you have really bad tasting dabs do a hot yeah do a yeah hot go one. go ahead and do a normal dab how you would come in hot <laughs> go ahead get just burn that shit off just red get hot but uh if it's something you really want to capture the taste of a cold start, I advise doing it. It's fucking fabulous. Yeah. It takes really flavorful extract and makes and it, takes it even no time. more. It takes no time. So here you save butane mm-hmm. and you also save Q-tips. freaking Q-tips mm-hmm. and, and alcohol and alcohol. 
Yeah. So you're saving a ton of, and it's considerable on the butane because like, you know, six, seven, eight seconds, you're golden on the cold start. On mine, it's about nine to 10. Okay. So mine's longer than that. Even. Yeah. So, yours is like 10, 11 <laughs> seconds, guys. Yeah, like you turn yeah. the, you turn it on for a couple seconds. You put your carb cap on, put your dab in. Yeah. Dab first, then carb dab cap. Dab first, carb cap. <laughs> and then you take butane straight to the bottom. Straight to the bottom and straight right up. at the tip of the flame. Yes. Um, if you move it around, your carb cap's going to get fucking hot. If you leave the carb you don't cap need off to move of it, it around, then yeah. you lose some of you. You know, you're trying to capture the heat in there. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. Take That's why long. I wait a second or two after I pull the flame away is because that what happens is the concentrate will try to run away from the heat. Mm hmm. So when you're heating the bottom and you're going for that cold start or cold start, mm-hmm. cold start, when you're going for that cold start, you, you can see the actual concentrate start to, it'll, it'll melt to the bottom and bubble and then immediately start going up the sides. Mm-hmm. So when I pull it away, that will, that concentrate will then start to go back down. And so you wait a couple seconds and it'll start to hit the bottom again and it gets, a, you know, you get a lot of vapor. I've noticed is all anyway. Look at this guy. The Terps are much better, even though they're great anyway, if you do the right, you know, you do your dab right. Mm-hmm. But shit, all that butane you say by not getting it red hot and then you have to wait another minute and a half to right. let it cool down. I mean, shit, it used to take five minutes to take one hit. <laughs> now it takes me 30 seconds and I save a ton of money. Right. So, and I'd rather spend that on concentrate than butane. Mm-hmm. But with that, I just want to let people know, you know, for me, you should try it out. Just try it out and try it a few times so you actually get used to it. But I get high in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like I it really it. fucks with my head. Like I don't get, I just, it doesn't just leave itself as a body high. Like I start to get stupid. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's the way to go. So what do you think? Is it different for you? It is. It's a, it's a lot. I, I enjoy it better. It's a better high for me. Well, give it a try. It's worth it. And then try it a few times just so you can actually settle into it. Your first one is not going to be perfect. No. <laughs> and you can take big hits. That's the thing, too, is if you do it right, you can still get a full length two, three draw mm-hmm. hit. And and that's the other thing is it doesn't you don't get much residue at the end. No. Your banger because, stays way cleaner. Yeah, because you burn it all the way off. And, you know, if you reheat it it doesn't taste awful. It takes exactly. it tastes worse if you burn it from the beginning, of course. But don't burn it from the beginning. Just that's why you got to get the hang of it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I've noticed that if you get it red hot and let it cool down to take your hit, that second draw, even the same hit, that second draw just doesn't taste as good. Mm-hmm. But when you do a cold start, it does. Right. So with that Tastes said good all the way through try it out let us know what you think i like it i'm just gonna stick with doing that the only problem with that is when you go to your friend's house and they got a different banger <laughs> and then you gotta get the hang of that one yeah basically what i've noticed is that you let it melt you can watch it melt and then after it bubbles is when it starts yeah to smoke right like two Vape. three seconds after it's yes. bubbling so that's like any it doesn't matter about the banger just watch the dabs on the inside exactly and then you can figure out how long it is and then stop the torch at that point. Yeah. And then ultimately uh, on that banger, you won't heat it up so red hot and doing that, not doing that will keep it from breaking the minerals and stuff down that are in that. And that's why it gets all pitted and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you're not getting it, it red hot, charred. yeah, it's not going to get like that. So good things to try. Good things to remember. First Friday coming up. First Friday. Oh, yeah. So if you're in the area, if you're in Southern Oregon, first Friday with Walton Art House. Mm-hmm. Probably <laughs> session later. 
Yeah, that's the cool part. Mm-hmm. Doing, you know, taking dabs off $15,000 pieces. Oh, I love those rigs. Mm-hmm. The type and of rigs the, that I don't touch. I just bend over and let the table hold it for me. And of me. course, the Canafam that comes in the cannabis community that is there. Well, I like it because Steve has cool people there. Yes. For we the have, most part. We have met a lot of really cool mm-hmm. people and we have got to know a lot of really cool people. And it's definitely a fun Great place, to, I think, that we should have some organ-rooted functions in the future at. We're working on it. So... Things are coming. All right. So enjoy the uh, episode with. With John, organ archist. Yep. Uh, we had a, a, just a great talk. And this guy is cool as hell. He's really, I think uh, he's part of like the organ rooted family. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll check in with him often. So, and oh, real quick, I wanted to shout out to, to just a couple people, you know, um, been getting a lot of feedback and help from uh, Pippin Jr. John on ig is how his name goes um but he's been helping out a lot he's been really interactive and giving feedback and i love it when listeners um get involved because it really helps me kind of find out what people want to hear and and what to bring and stuff right and And don't worry a lady show will be coming soon yeah so we do take advice and we're we're going to implement some of the suggestions that have been suggested by a couple different listeners um, haven't decided if I want to do the interviewing yet or if I'm going to have you do the interviewing yet and let me be the interviewee. I thought you were going to let me do like all the video and all that cool stuff behind the scenes and I'll be your audio technician and then you can do just, you can lead the show. Okay. Well then I guess I'm leading the show. And if you fuck it up, it's all your fault. It's all good. Cause it's just, it's the ladies. So I'll feel comfortable. Yeah. I'll be the only dude once again in the room. Well, unless Ryan helps you. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, but thanks. Thanks, John. I appreciate that. Pip, that's the Pip and Junior, John. Yes. And also, too, they call me the wizard. I haven't heard from you in a little bit, buddy, but man, it was great. Been talking to you. And, um, you know, have you seen his dog? He's got a. Uh, yes. He's got a beautiful whippet, right? Whippet. That yes. dog is insane. Beautiful. Cool as fuck. Send him my way. Have some puppies. We'll take one. Right. He's fast. Have you seen those things? Yes. That dude is fast. Yes. Their greyhounds and whippets are like two of the fastest. Oh, did I remember when I told you that every time I think about Wizard, I think about my old drug dealer. Remember <laughs> I told you about that guy? He was that dude. He would sell. I was like 19 years old. So this was like 17 decades ago. And he... He would, uh, he called himself the wizard and you had to call him wizard. I called him Wizzy, and <laughs> he would answer the door in like a male version of a muumuu. Like it was like a psychedelic, almost like dress hippie thing. I kimono? guess. Is that what it is? No, I don't. That's Japanese. <laughs> this is like hippie style. Anyway, he'd make you come in and then he'd make you sit on his couch and then he'd go in some mysterious back room only to pull out a $20 gram of brown frown yes it was so nice you could see the seeds popping out from underneath the compressed and black flower yeah it was amazing like you freshly pulled it out of the tire this morning (laughs) you could smell like rubbery terps (laughs) the best part is his packaging was very professional he would take the corner of a plastic bag and it was the cheap plastic bags like the you know, the sandwich baggies. Oh, and then he would melt it down with the lighter. Yes. Like okay. crack, straight crack. And then crack you it. would pinch it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. So the best part is once you broke into that little bag, you had no way of closing it. Cellophane. I used to do that with cellophane. When people would oh give me bowls, God. I would take it off the outside of my cigarette pack and put it in there and then melt it. But you got to do it just right, okay? You got to take the cellophane and you got to fold it down and then you got to melt it. So when you pull, it rips it perfectly. Oh, and then you I wish can I would have known bowl. that. I yeah. never knew that. And if you do it just right, you can keep resealing it. Yeah, see, that so was my... So if you my... do it far enough from the top, you can keep resealing it. See, I wish I would have known this shit because when I, I would try to... Ha- I'd pull, half-ass pull it apart and then I couldn't seal it back right. And then you'd end up burning a little piece of the weed. You couldn't... It would just ruin the bag. And then you had a dried <laughs> piece of $20 bud. <laughs> Fuck. Brown frown. Yes. Oh, my God. Seed popping good time. Yeah. So that's what I think of when I think of the wizard and no offense, brother. And, <laughs> and uh, he also, what I always remember is he had this lamp and it was, must've been a hippie lamp because it would, it was like a light inside and there was this, it looked like, you know, the fiber optic. Yes. Like the lamps that were popular way like back in the late eighties, the fiber optic lamps. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like that. So it was like this cascading flow of this glass like stuff that hung down over the light and but it would drip oil from him like oil would funnel out the top of the lamp and it would the way those things were hanging down, the oil would just drip right down to the bottom. It was really weird. Does it sound weird? Are you sure you went on acid when no, you were there? No, if any old folk out there know what I'm talking about, send me an email with a link to this shit. Oil I've never dripping seen one. Lamp. I've, I've, whoa. <laughs> Got I've, a little excited there, did you? <laughs> I have never seen a lamp like this. So seriously, if someone can find one for me. I'm going to Google it. That's fine. I've never the found one since. Room. His wife was a hippie. I think she did a little meth. <laughs> She was a fast hippie. <laughs> she was real fast. <laughs> I like to go fast. Oh, man. <sighs> Shout out to those guys. Appreciate it. Let me know if you find one of those lamps. Hell yeah. Enjoy the show. Send us one. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, John. We appreciate it. We love you, brother, for being on. And thanks for sharing all that knowledge, all your closed loop recipes. And uh, enjoy the show. Organ love. Organ love. All right, brother. It's into season. We're back oh, yeah. out here. Fuck yeah. Well, it's so great to have you back, man. How you been? You know you're always welcome, and I know you're always busy, so that's a good thing. Yeah, so we're sitting here, as you can see, uh, in front of a lovely fly, fire in his, I would call this the, the bachelor pad. Well, it's, Does yeah, not look it's what the, it looks like. Look at And this guy's chilling here. <laughs> yeah, so I moved here about five years ago with a backpack and a dream and it took me that long to like get everything pretty much dialed in and I have two roommates to help take care of the paying bills and shit and helping out around the farm and everything and uh, so yeah it's like it's like a you know commune homestead basically what it is pretty much that's what I would say that's what I've been trying without the cult part maybe yeah yeah man <laughs> yeah. no yeah no I, man you never know culting this happens quick but I'm not trying to fuck with that shit <laughs> I'm not trying to be a cult dude <laughs> don't yeah don't follow yeah I'm not the cult leader <laughs> well so we came around the corner and all I saw was trees above the uh, you know that that uh, roof line yeah, buddy. And I think there's a few of you people out there getting above the roof line now. <laughs> but being out here in this beautiful country, you can. You know what happened if I got above my roof line? Oh, man. <laughs> I feel it. And yeah, um, 
you know, that's a thing. So again, it's going to be like this. I'm going to be a proponent for people to move to the country. Yeah. You know, that's, that's going to be a pervasive thing. Um, but anyone can grow anywhere, you know, it's, you know, now this year you have really shown people how you can really go that homesteading route. You know, I've seen everything from pickling to what else did we see? We saw some peppers and roasting the shit out of them. Yeah, you even did a cross, didn't you? Yeah, I crossed my own pepper. Well, the bees did it last year. So I planted a bunch of different kinds of sweet peppers. And then there's one particular uh, spicy pepper I like. It's called Aleppo. If you get the seeds in the vein out, then they're not too bad. You can dry them. And they're a thin wall pepper. You can dry them and make spices out of it. So the bees crossed them all last year. And then so I popped all those seeds like that I saved and I thought I you know I, I didn't mix the seeds up and uh, it turns out that they all pollinated all across so I had like mystery peppers and I had no idea how it was gonna work so um, yeah so that so I grew those out and it's been great man yeah I've been separating out and uh, dehydrating them and it's been good yeah the peppers for thing is so fun peppers are super expensive it's yeah. crazy how pep and and then as far as peppers like pepper flakes and really heady pepper flakes are so expensive, like six bucks for a little pack, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Now, have you eaten any rabbits this year? Yeah, um, I definitely. Um, I ended up with having uh, a whole bunch of extra rabbits, beautiful ones, and uh, yeah, I had uh, a couple of my buddies over, um, and I was like, listen, if you process them, I'll teach you how to process them, or some of my buddies knew how to do it, and uh, so I basically had my, my friends do it, and then we I traded their time for that, you know? Yeah. So I, yeah, I got a freezer full of rabbit. Yeah, I had like 12. Process, that's brutal. <laughs> it's, it's the th okay, so as far as processing rabbits goes, man, they're cute, dude. They're so, you saw, okay, so. I know, you I saw. You know, you had your got family some baby rabbits out there. Oh, watching the kids with the rabbits, and like, and the chickens and the horses. And it's so natural. So, um, yeah, so as far as, like, processing them, I, I, like, I didn't do it as much. I had my homies do it for me. And I gave them rabbits. Like, one of my buddies was like, I want to take one to Burning Man. And I was like, well, you do three, because I know he knew how to do it. I was like, you do three, and I'll give you a whole rabbit. Yeah. And he was like, it's on. Yeah. So, yeah, it was easy to get that <laughs> shit done, man. Abundance, you know, takes care of business. So, so what do you make out of rabbit? Just that <clears throat> curious. Like, I've eaten it, but I don't know. Is it just stews and shit? Um, well, I th pretty much at this point, I throw it in, the, um, in my Instant Pot, and uh, I put it on high and pressure cook it for 45 minutes with, like, either water, which is rare, or rabbit stock that I have from my last pressure cooking. So when you make, you pressure cook rabbit in the Instant Pot, you pull all the, the rabbit meat out and you have a dank ass stock. So I save that, I vac seal it or put it in a jar. You can put the, the stock in a jar and leave enough headspace and put that shit in the freezer. If you don't lock the jar all the way down, that shit'll explode. But yeah, so you can save that stock. So. Basically, we make rabbit tacos is the best. Tacos? Or, yeah, because it like pulls. <laughs> nice. So when you cook the rabbit in the pressure sure. cooker, you can just pull it off of the fork and uh, it's banging. So the last one I did, like um, one of my best friends had uh, it was his wife's birthday. And so I was like, you want me to bring a rabbit? And I, I got a whole rabbit out of the freezer and brought it over there. And they ate tacos for days. And yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I definitely eat them. Um, <clears throat> I'm really like, I've eaten enough rabbit in my life. Like at this point, I'm like, all right, like not like excited to eat so, rabbit. I've eaten so many. It's like, but uh, 
but they're always there for me. You know, I got them yeah. back sealed in the freezer for, for however long yeah. I want. Do you ever have extra? Not meat, but rabbits. Um, always. Yeah. And only. I mean, yeah. just today, you saw my neighbor come over and was like, right, right. one of your rabbits... <laughs> He was like digging under my garden beds yeah. and like, I want to fight you. Yeah. Like, you were here for that. Yeah. You know, that happened. I think for well, all the listeners out there, if you, if you caught that video I was making, you probably could hear some of that conversation. Yeah, it's dope. I it mean, was it on sucks. my stories. Yeah, so. and yeah, it, that shit is, that's going down in history. As that, That's farm life, though. Like, man, we all make mistakes, man. Sure. And I made a mistake, and I got to atone for it, and I'm going to take care of homie, you know? Not oh, yeah. that guy. Oh, but, yeah, uh, for sure. But, yeah, so. Take care of some of that ripcord, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah I'll bring jars. On my, I'll be like, here you go, man. And, and I think this is what people <laughs> really want to hear. Uh, might as well start talking about it. Now, you it. had the F1 ripcord that you were selling or basically selling. I mean. Well, I didn't release any F1s of the ripcord ever. Oh, right. Okay. So yeah. that's that. you gave us the F2s. Yep. And that's the ones that you were selling. Exactly. Not, okay. So, yeah. So, you know them well My now. My apologies. Yeah. No, it's not a problem. Dude, so you had the F1s. You made the F2s. Yeah. And, and that's what you grew out this year with the Finos. Yeah. Okay. So, what I did was, um, I, you know, when I made the F2s, there were two obvious winners of the bunch. They, they were all basically, I could have kept any one of them, but two shined, and you saw them both outside today. Yeah, the they were beautiful. Yeah, the, the one in the 45 Smarty with the just chunking, mm-hmm. um, and then the one in the 200-gallon wood box one that's like a, a, quite a bit bigger. Yeah. Um, the Terps on the bigger one, I like the best, and those are the cuts that are actually out there. Um, that's How many did be you select from? 33. 33 and you yeah. got down to those two two yeah, yeah. yep that's yeah. crazy yeah and a male um so you know uh so it was 30 i 33 is just a good number yeah and i was like you know i want to do a solid hunt and i just i just kept going down 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 i was like no 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 and then i got down to about i think the pheno hunt of females ended up with like eight that i was like these are all solid um but all the packs that i like whistling and like those are all from the keepers those two mm-hmm. that are outside that you saw yeah see what i'm saying so yeah. it's not like some random shit like right i don't know man what but i also did you know i was like here's all the, the other finos yeah. seeds and i was just like yeah. letting those go for nothing so and it seems like they're stable no no mention of hermes oh yeah either. yeah and that's a man if you want to talk about stability like back in the day like stability was genetic stability like we didn't talk about stability as being oh they're stable there are no herms like that that's a funny thing when people and i i say like when i hear that term i'm always like well when you say stability do you mean genetic stability meaning like homogeneous uh expressions of of that genotype or are you talking about they don't have hermaphroditic traits so that's a that's a really interesting thing and and back in the day like this all comes from Robert, Robert Connell Clark's book, Cannabis Botany. Like stability always refers to genetic stability and not hermaphroditic traits. So a lot, of, a lot has changed in the game, man. <laughs> you know, For a sure. lot has changed, and terminology gets fucked up all the time. And you know, I uh, still say strain. So <laughs> exactly, know. yeah. There's a lot of words that are mm-hmm. have been abused. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So how do you you want to tell people how you select your phenos? Absolutely. Okay, so it takes, like, the first part is a goal. So how do I select a pheno? It's like, what do I really want? 
Like, what am I missing that I can't just go get and everyone's growing? Like, so I start there and then I have to find the base genetics basically that are going to contribute to that and, um, and try to make it as easy as possible for myself. So if I'm looking like I smoked, like I like gassy, creamy kind of weed and like chemically like chem dog, you know, uh, sour diesel, Girl Scout cookies, crosses, like those are like the three. You pretty much are not gonna come out with like bananas or lime or any of that shit. If you stick to those and they're the real cuts. So how I do it is um, I pop as many beans as I can. I put them in a small room. Uh, it Usually it's uh, about 33 10 gallon smart pots. And then uh, I, I fire those all off, get them to about five nodes, flip that shit and then start looking for males and females. And then uh, the males are really easy to like get rid of like the crappy males. You can see they'll like jump up and like look, just look lanky and janky. And so even if those are gonna come out with like an epic terpene profile, I'm not trying to throw that structure into the gene pool. So I can immediately just get rid of those. So anything that's squatty males, especially ones that I think are female as they're growing. And then when I flower them out, they are actually males, I'm like, that's my shit. So there's my secret to finding males. You, if you think it's a female, and then it turns out to be a male, that shit is gonna be fire. Yeah, structure-wise. Okay. Yep, so that's how I do it. And then uh, and then the rest of the way goes, if anything doesn't have like the right smell at all, if it's like, like sometimes you pop a bunch of beans and a pheno has like no smell. It'll smell like cardboard or something, you know, out. Right, the compost pile, because those beans are never getting released. Any no cardboard bullshit. Like I'm trying to make hunts easy for people. So if you do the diligence when you're breeding, then you can make hunts easier for people. Because I man, how many hunts have you done where it's like there's not even a keeper in this pack? Yeah, like it's it's all it smells like jack terps or bananas, and it was supposed to be like you know jet fuel OG times you know who oh, yeah. knows Hercules you know whatever, but uh. But yeah, so that's how I basically do it. And then uh, to finish them off, you just go, if it's a 70 day strain, go like another 10 days to make sure the beans come out nice and healthy because they're supposed to die on the vine when you make seeds. So it's supposed to just go totally rancid. You're not trying to smoke that shit. So that's another thing. When you if that, you have to let them go as long as possible, forever, ever, ever. And just let them go, go, go. And then, then that's it. Do you scope them? Or I mean, for the I mean, do you ever scope the trichomes? Um, and you, I go for terpenes only. Okay. Yeah, I mean, st well, structure and terpenes. Trichomes are a second for me. If it smells and tastes good and gets me like rocked, I don't really care what it looks like. I've so, seen plenty of weed that looked terrible and uh, it was fire. But I'm not trying to grow terrible looking weed. But my my focus is definitely on terpene profile and dog structure for sure plant structure so you don't think that cure adds to some of the the profile well you can totally fuck it up <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's yep. true uh i i I think, <laughs> I think the cures is essentially the most important part because you can take great genetics and a great grow and turn it to shit yeah it's uh, the infinite search for the bottlenecks you know is it not enough cow mag is it not enough light is it not enough soil pot is it you know as farmers we're always searching for where the bottleneck is so is the bottleneck in like for certain people it's like all right if 
this was fire, but you you threw it in, wrapped it in newspaper and left it in totes for three months, and then you like threw it through a machine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like ah, you know, it. So th- we can always fuck it up, man. And that's the thing about it. You put in all this effort, and once it gets to this time of the season, I just refuse to fuck it up, man. It's like if you work hard enough. If you're one of those far, I know you, we talk all the time, man. I know you're on it, dude. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so we got to just stay on it till the end, yeah. you know, until yeah, it's is... in jars that have been burped. And when you burp them, it doesn't make a sound. Agreed. That's when you can go yeah. on vacation, dude, right. or go anywhere, you know, fuck, dude. Well, yeah. yeah and like, you know, I don't even, you're not even starting the process until you're actually dry and then you're curing, you right. know? And so you're still not dipping into it, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's facts, man. I'll tell you, your plants look nice. I, I really want, <laughs> I really am itching now to grow those out. Um, you know, maybe I'll play with them. I'll have to see the final product. We haven't sat down and actually been able to try some of the F2 flower. Uh, yeah, man. I had, uh, you know, I had a little bit that my buddy who's at, he's been testing my F1s for me of everything. Um, in another state and uh, he actually made it so that I could smoke some of that and uh, man I was hyped on it so and then I was like yeah that's all I want to smoke I need more and he was (laughs) like well you got to send me beans and Uh, I was like fine motherfucker so I sent him like probably five six hundred dollars worth of beans you know from a bunch of different people so is it hard to find testers that you can trust yeah um, have to be close buddies yeah, this is one of my best friends from high school. Like, uh, we used to write graffiti together and skateboard, and we did a bunch of illegal shit like when we were kids. So, like, I always knew I could trust them, and we're down as fuck, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, as far as like, you know, having other people test my gear outside of my my direct family, you know, I don't really expect that to, you know, be my laboratory somewhere else i don't even expect it cool if somebody grows my shit out i'm like new in the world of this that because it's been illegal for so long Mm. so if people don't like oh shit dude i should have been growing that shit that's when you know it's going to be good when people like man all right now i'm going to grow that shit like when you start hearing that you know then you know you know you're going to have people that'll really test your shit do greenhouses and that's happening right now i've got there are people running my shit at levels that I, you know, just, we don't put it on Instagram, <laughs> you know, Sure. but sure. it's happening. Yeah. yeah. And I'll be in dispensaries in, uh, in the Valley. You'll be smoking ripcord. Dude, we'll go, we'll go buy some together. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably thing. in like three, four, like probably four months. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So is there a future for the ripcord past the F2? Yeah, I think, um, well, the mail that I found, um, I'm going to use that mail to make other, crosses for sure i saved pollen it's in the freezer right now i didn't like we were talking about earlier with the hemp around me i couldn't do any kind of breeding even selective pollination outside this year because i couldn't guarantee that one of those seeds wouldn't be hemp you know so if somebody grows it out in their indoor and that's like all they you know one they grew one plant it's hemp that would suck dude so yeah i didn't do any breeding outside out there definitely had off-site breeding to do the beefcake so but I did, uh, I, I just saved the pollen. Yeah, so we're gonna see, you know. I'll probably hit some shit indoor this season, do like a little selective pollination indoor, but we'll see how, if I have enough weed, I'll do a whole open pollination with a power mail or something, you know. Now you have that G wing <clears throat> back there. Which one was that, the? Uh, uh... Okay, so those two, the, um, the two in the back, 
are, the, are both G-Wiz. They're two different Finos. One's in a 45-gallon uh, second or third cycle smart pot, and the one behind it, the one that's over the roof, is in a, uh, it's a 150-gallon second cycle smart pot. Um, so basically, as you saw, you, like, you see I have like an alley, and I have to have everything like at an ang- all the angles. So like we talked about the right, angles, right. like, um, but you know, for anyone out there, so just you have know to, your son, yeah. where your son goes, follow that shit around over a season and figure it out. You can sneak plants in in places that you would never think. But as the winter comes, the sun gets lower in the sky, so you have to account for that. Sure. So you just prune sure. off all those branches and shit. Yeah. That's, uh, I, someday I'll grow one over the roof. Yeah, man. You Actually, you know, I really could have done it. I really could have done it this year. I have, I have one that is reaching the top of my carport thing. My, my yeah. cover, I've got a 10 by 20 and it's, I don't know what the center is. It's, you know, probably 10 feet, maybe, I don't know, 11 feet. <laughs> yeah. That's what's and up. It, and it's almost touching. So, but that was the only one, but. But sometimes you got to pull them wide so they don't yeah, go high, so that you yeah. can be DL, dude. Like that's the thing. I don't got a six foot fence. <laughs> I want to be like Jay Plant Speaker, dude. I was like, I'm gonna do one Jay Plant Speaker plant. Like yeah. I'm gonna like, yeah, man. I sure. try to see your shit every year. Sure. That's that's what I call that one. That's like, and you can see the tech with like, I've like totally bit his style, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Except I netted the whole top because I was like, holy fuck, this thing's huge. I don't have a ladder big enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we like cast netted that plant from the roof. Shit was hilarious. Everything looks so fire back there. There's the one too that's just in front of, I believe the the G Wiz, and that was the motor. Was that the motor breath? Oh, the one. In, yeah. So uh, the, um, that's vanilla frosting. The okay. real dense one with the like the three leaf OG. That was like somebody in off to the sides. It's um yeah I mean. That's the one, I gotta say it, like when it was first flowering, man, this is like lemon frosting. I was like, fuck this plant, I'm making extract out of this shit. <laughs> and then, uh, man, it started like changing so much. It started getting purple and dude, it's got resin tacos. I'm hyped I'm growing that plant. Yep. I think it's uh, Humboldt Seed Association, HSA. Yeah, shout out, that shit was fire. I can't wait to smoke that. Yep, it started out all fucking lemons, but now it's gas. Trichome so. tacos, is that what yeah. you said? resin tacos. The resin tacos. Yeah, uh, like when the leaves like bend no, I know up. What you're, yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying, but yeah. usually that's indoor. Like if you can get that outdoors, it's Dude, legit. the tacos are coming off the Bee Whiz, the tacos are happening on that vanilla frosting. Yeah, it's it's we got this. So all right, what's it turned into now? Is it still that lemony? It's starting to turn into like the precursor to gassiness. Sour diesel, when you first start growing, it's like, yeah. it's not gassy. And then all of a sudden at the end, it's, oh, it smells like diesel fuel. You know? yeah. yeah. It starts off a little, it's like, no, it's just the right cut, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it didn't, it wasn't the right cut, but that cut seems fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hyped. Second year in that soil, what, what did you put in it this year? Um, so I do what I call silo tech. That's a hashtag that you can find on Instagram. Um, silo tech. So what I do is I'll take um, some four by two uh, wire and make like a silo, like a cylinder that goes over the pot that depending on the size of the pot, about three feet high. Now I'll throw a bunch of eggshells in there to make the worms multiply. And then I'll throw a bunch of leaves that I gather from anywhere. Like you can post on Facebook, hey, does anyone have leaves? And uh, they'll be like, yeah, please take my leaves in the fall. It's coming. And then just put those all in the pots. And then I put rabbit shit and alfalfa on the top, water that in, 
hit it with the JDAM microbial solution, JMS, which is made with a, a cooked potato in a sock and some leaf mold from a healthy forest, like some mycelium coated leaves. Put that in a bucket and you, you squish it up and wait a couple days, no bubbler. It foams up and you spray that on your compost. And then you bring in all these healthy microbes into that and it just the worms and everything. And then you just leave it over winter the whole time. And then when you're ready to plant into it, you just drop kick that shit off, throw all that in the compost to finish off. And then when you look in there, dude, it's like worms and like, it's like straight castings, dude. Wow. So I never buy worm castings because Silotech. Yeah. Because it keeps the soil warm enough in anything over a 45 gallon. Don't like try to do Silotech in like a 10 gallon. I think it was Mountain Organics or I can't remember who it was. <clears throat> they turned me on to like the 45s because I can pick up a 45 by myself, even if it's been watered and move it around and shit. But anything bigger than that, that shit's kind of starts sucking. Then anything smaller, you can't really do a no-till environment. It's too small of an environment. When it freezes, it freezes all the way into the center of the pot and you're fucked. But the 45s with the silo, it can totally be snowing on top of there. I'm hyped on it. I'm like, now because that's going to water it you mm -hmm. know, when it melts. Yeah. yeah. So you set up a whole ecosystem and then plant right into that pot. You can throw a cover crop before you're ready to throw in, but I mulch. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I do a little bit of cover cropping, but mainly it's a couple from the transplant. So I'll cover crop my transplant, and there'll be uh, all the root exits from the nitrogen fixing plants will be there, and I transplant it, and then they stay there. And I don't mm -hmm. worry about a cover crop because my canopy just blocks all the sun and it always dies. So. Yeah, that's really interesting because <clears throat> that basically keeps you no till living soil, yep. right? Absolutely. And it's really hard to kind of do that with pots. I mean, effectively. And it, it sounds like that's the way. It, man, as far as trying this for many, many years with, with pots, this is the way to go. Because it's really set it and forget it, and it's free. Those are the things. Is like, is it set it and forget it, and is it free? I'm going to be busy all winter, like, trimming and, like, you know, sure. like preserving Put those all the big vegetables ass and trees back. Dude. Yeah, dude, Shit. it's going to be a party in here, man. Give me lay, a call, man. Lay out tarps. Home. Yeah. Play some bluegrass <laughs> yeah, and yeah. get it. Yeah. We'll do a podcast where we're trimming. That would be sick. <laughs> be like, oh, it smells like so gassy. <laughs> yeah, man. Hyped on it. The silo tech thing, um, you know, that just gets the soil ready. And then you've got to make teas somehow and keep feeding the plants, especially with 45s outside, like doing a full cycle uh, a full season grow in a 45, I don't really recommend that. I, I'd say 150 or above if you don't want to have problems and have to do extra work. But I throw a couple 45s out there just to see what happens and it works out great, you know? Um, but you do have to feed the plants. So luckily, or not luckily, through work, <laughs> I have a bunch of rabbits and uh, I do the rabbit a colony system and you can easily Google that and see if you want to do rabbits. The colony system is great. And then, so they eat the alfalfa and then they take a shit and they piss in the alfalfa. And eventually it like kind of, it's, it's a deep litter system as well. That's Korean natural farming. So you can take all that out and then I'll just either brew a tea with like a bunch of that, or I'll just top dress the plants with it or mulch it in. So I'm saving water. I'm using all the leftovers from the rabbitry. I get to eat the rabbits, make pelts, make bone broth and uh, grow my plants with no purchase newts. Mm -hmm. So my whole vegetative cycle, I don't purchase nutrients at all. Nitrogen is very easy to acquire from this kind of thing. Phosphorus is a lot harder to get. 
I don't really typically save my bones and grind them up and make calfas and things like that. Um, but typically the plants are so healthy and there's enough nutrients, there's enough phosphorus in the rabbit shit to where once they start to flower, they can start pulling that out of the soil. So I don't notice any phosphorus deficiencies at all. But today I went to Paris, Paradise Supply and bought a $9 bottle of liquid bone meal. It's probably gonna give me another like five ounces and that, that's worth it. You know, like buying one bottle of something. Yeah, that was just like a nice little gift to the babies. You know? Yeah, well, it's, you gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, they, they love ocean shit too. I gave them some kelp as well. Yeah, I, I think I spent 20 bucks in kelp this year. So you look at you look back there, you're like, okay, I bought a bottle that was $9 and then a kelp thing. Right, 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 right. Well, you know, I <clears throat> I can't help. I love most of my nutrients. I obviously are come from bottles right now, but uh, I do a lot of dries. And next year I'm going to switch over to as many as much dries as I can, you know, as they say get off the bottle. But uh, I can't help but like that liquid bone meal. It just Liquid bone meal's dope. I mean, you know, we can make that you know, it's just, you know, at this time of the season, it's like for $9, I, you know, I, I was like, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Am I going to grind bones for 10 hours? Just I could. So if it ever came to that, I know how to do it. I can make my own of that. But, you know, living a modern lifestyle, $9. It, Have you ever I thought about bottling talking. some some goodies? To, <clears throat> I think to about say. it all the time now. I, there's a lot of regulation and it's a piece <laughs> of shit when it comes to labeling, but uh, I think there is a time and a place for me to just do that, you know. And uh, I may do that eventually. I'm not sure. I really just want to empower people to do it for free and do it themselves, mm -hmm. or like, you know, buy natural products that you can easily get from local people that mm -hmm. are nice families. Like, go support that. Mm -hmm. You know, this community farming thing is huge. Yeah. You know, it's not all about not sharing and being like I'm locked in my own bubble and I can do everything that's fucking dope but the community aspect once you have that is, is it it adds to the, to the diversity and the ecosystem of it and that's my ultimate goal is to find those people and we share tech you know well what's really crazy is every time something comes up you have a pretty awesome inexpensive way to fix it you want to talk about your ipm strategy that you had with this pm yeah man absolutely uh, nip um, that right in the bud yeah man so i to speak yeah i i got we had uh as you know we had that bad weather it's terrible um, yeah and even like my, my healthiest plant well i there were a couple plants that i was surprised i was like you're so healthy i was like i'm surprised you're getting pm and I had just a little bit and so what i did was i was like going to start with something that i would you know, obviously spray in my mouth is, is like in this part of flower, if I wouldn't spray sure. it in my mouth, it's not going on the plants. Yeah. I don't trust buying anything because there are things that like that, that aren't tested for, even with, um, somebody has been talking about with mycotoxins and all kinds of stuff. like what's really in there. We can never know, man, except if we make it ourselves. So I was dedicated to like fixing the little bit of problems that I had naturally. And uh, so I started with, I used pickle juice because I had pickle juice around. Pickle juice is, it's a lacto uh, ferment. So it's lactic acid bacteria that's on the pickles, on the cucumbers. Um, you don't add any, you don't inoculate it. It's on all healthy vegetables. Um, so when you're done with that, there's dill and garlic in there. And I was like, dill and garlic? I was like, that's probably like gonna like detract bugs there's like terps and things like i was like i'm gonna go for it and uh it was working but i was fighting an uphill battle until 
I did the jojoba and uh, soap nuts soap, which is so funny, man. Because I knew about that years ago. I like taught a class at SIU Community Gardens about PM. And I was like, use this and it's great. It's been so long since I had PM, I fucking forgot about this thing. And I was just, oh wait, I remember. And then I used it and it's all handled. Yep. Yeah, and you and wanna explain that real quick? Absolutely, so here's the deal. I'll make it very simple. One quarter cup of jojoba oil, one quarter cup of soap nut soap that is unscented. It's, you can get these both at the co-op right now they're, uh, if they're open and then I added um, some lactobacteria uh, that I had from my pickle juice that I actually cultured but so but you don't even need the labs if you if you're like oh I don't know what labs is and I can't make that or that's fine just do the jojoba oil and um, and soap nut soap mix those two together quarter cup quarter cup in a jar mix it together and then put three gallons of water in there and shake it up and what happens is the soap nut soap emulsifies the jojoba oil so as soon as you spray it on and then if it rains or whatever that shit will wash right off pretty much but it knocks out pm instantly and you can spray it right in your mouth the jojoba oil is a is um it's a natural antifungal and then soap nut soap the saponins cannabis plants love saponins i, I yeah. have friends that they're like they do root drenches with saponins mm -hmm. so soap nut soap to emulsify the jojoba oil three gallons of oil quarter cup each boom fucking handled and, done yeah and 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 it's and no follow-up treatments yet i had a little i was like i looked around i had a little bit of a follow-up treatment that i had to do on like a, the darkest side of that one big g whiz so as soon as i see any little bits i'm not scared to just spray that right quick and it's gone like tomorrow it was amazing it was 24 hours and the leaves shiny as shit when I posted the pictures of those leaves, people thought they were wet. They weren't wet, dude. They were just fresh, dripping with health, dude. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah, like a bath. Yeah, they look, yeah, they look great. And so, yes, that's it. No. That's the only th PM is handled. If you want to just say right now on this podcast that there's no excuse to have PM anymore, you should be able to. Huh? Basically, yeah, that yeah, 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 pretty much. Well, you Unless heard your it. soil biology's fucked, then if your plants are locked out, they're trying to compost themselves, but. Healthy, like healthy growers that are like, how do I get PM? Like, mm -hmm. How did this happen? It's handled now. Now, and you probably think that's a better option than some of these uh, farmers can use products that have these essential oils in them. And, you know, people argue, well, you know, uh, trichomes, the, the oils in there, it's obviously oil based. And so they can mix and it can change the flavor of your plant and stuff like that. It sounds like this, though, isn't geared towards the, the essential key is, oils. The key is that it's emulsified and that it has no flavor. Exactly. And when it's diluted at that ratio, it's not a high enough concentration of oils and um, emulsification additives. And then here's the other thing is, PM starts at the lowest parts of the plant and works its way up. So you walk around your plant. If you see a little one leaf with PM, you hit it with a little bit of this. You can do it with a little spray bottle. Sure. And then it doesn't spread. And then, but it's best to go all the way around the whole plant at that that latitude you know <laughs> all the way around that area and then don't I, I never spray the tops of my plants as soon as i see any problems at the bottom and i only see pm when it's shitty rain you know you know how it's been mm -hmm. but now it's all gone yeah and now, it's not gone like it's hidden it's not there you know <laughs> right right yeah so the rain comes and washes off that leaf mm -hmm. the stomata are transpirating and 
obviously you can see that they're healthy leaves and they're not clouded with anything. So yeah, there's not going to be residue on, you know, yeah. healthy things that you could put in your mouth anyway. But sure. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> now it would, you're next to a hemp farm and uh, there's a lot of facets to that. One I wanted to get to real quick since we're on it is, do you think that you <clears throat> could have, you know, being that close and that much cannabis in one field, did that affect like your, not only your IPM strategy, but, but, uh, the issues you have this year, if any, I mean, cause you know, we got aphids this year real bad. I haven't had any Hemp aphids. aphids are huge. I haven't had one. You aphid. can be by that farm. That's crazy. You I know? haven't had uh, one aphid. I haven't had thrips. I haven't had any, obviously spider mites. No, um, uh, I've had leaf miners, one, no caterpillars. I had one spot of botrytis that I cut out just in one spot. And then, uh, yeah, I haven't had. That's any, awesome. Yeah, I haven't had shit. But so I don't want to hear you bitch about your PM ever again. Well, I'm, you've only I'm bitched about tra- that long, though. I'm but being damn, transparent. If that's all you got to deal with, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm being transparent. You know, yeah, there's yeah, so many yeah. growers that won't show their grundle. Oh, no, no, you know, it's, they won't like it's just, like you know spread their butt cheeks as Don Honcho. No, it's you know? it's the perfect selfie every time. So yeah, yeah so it's like let's be honest. Um, yeah, and so I was, and then I was honest about I ha- I saw that, and I was honest about how I solved yeah. it. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah, I I, I do tend to lean to the good pictures. The but. hemp field, though, the the thing about that is uh, okay. So yes, hemp aphids, that is a thing, and I have master grower friends that are like, I have aphids for the first time, it, and particularly in talent. Talent, for some reason, my grower friends in talent are having like mad aphid problems right now. Um, Applegate, every greenhouse has aphids. If you don't have aphids in Applegate greenhouses, holla. Uh, <laughs> Let us know. Up. Yeah, t- tag me. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> Come chill. But uh, but yeah, it's challenging. With all this monocropping, we're going to have to deal with it. The pollen with the hemp uh, is a major huge. thing. Yeah. Um, lucky for me, man, somehow I'm strategically located in this valley where the wind just blows that way. And then all the pollen from that hemp field just blows out the back. So I've seen some pollination in like some of the pre-flowers and everything, but it could have been me running males here and I'm fine with that. Not selling those seeds and uh, yeah. nobody will ever see those seeds and I'll just throw them in the fire. Well, so we can chalk it up to a success story of, for you anyway, at Basically this point, then, yeah. growing yeah, next dude. to that infield. For now, for I definitely, okay. the plants told me that uh, this is the last season to do it in the valley. Yeah, you're talking to somebody that a plant talked to them. I'm just saying they were like, <clears throat> you're going to squeak this one out, but it's not going to be like that for long. Yeah. You know? yeah. Because uh, there's, a, I live, you know, on this side of the valley, we have sun and water. This is where the hemp's all going to be grown. It may take over this whole side of the valley because it's a viable cash crop and it's a good crop to grow and it could do good things. But it's it could force out the craft drug type cannabis growers out of the valley, which would be fine you know whatever like if that if it's going to be good then cool the the plastic and shit that's a major problem you know with the hemp fields that you know and the pollen so we'll see yeah well and like you said monocropping too these big farms should throw out some sunflowers or something Jeez. you were the one who said aphids and you know and it's like you know that's that's facts you know if you yeah. don't if you don't predict that and and then you know a lot of these farms they leave it fallow all winter. They don't put a cover crop down. They go in and they just uh, till it. You know, they disc it, or even like some of them do the four foot, you know, 
disc in, like not disc, but like plowing it, like mm-hmm. turning everything over. Yeah. You know? And uh, so we'll see how that all goes, man. I, I uh, shout out to Owl House Farms because they don't use any plastic and their hemp looks better than anyone else. Yeah. Owl House Farms. That's what's up. Yep. Yeah, and that's the thing is is you you can do it. The farms are showing it. It's like uh, you talking about. Uh, do you do you follow Stayfly Original Dankster? Original Dankster, yeah. yeah. You know, I one episode twenty seven way back when was with him, and they hadn't they were you know known but not quite like they are now. And uh, we had a great talk, and uh, he's gotten to the point where he's just doing water. You see that? He's just yeah. water. That's it. Yep. Plants it in the ground. He's got three four year old soil. Just waters that shit. Comes out. Pretty bomb. much, you can like. And I've done that before, and I know. But I'll give you some ocean shit. You know? Yeah, like, oh, me too, like, me too. They t- they're like, hey, you got any ocean shit? Yeah. And so I, I can be like, it. no, you're eating what you're getting, and that's fine. And they'll be like, okay, cool. You know? But I don't know, man. I spoil my plants. If, oh, yeah. if they're like, you got any ocean shit? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's, that's I the do one thing. thing from the sea, man. Yeah, and if we were growing in the ocean, they'd be like, you got any mountain shit? Yeah, 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 yeah right. They Probably. can't move. They have roots. Yeah. No, we got cars. Yeah. Like, man, I should... Man, I'm starving some ocean shit. You ever be like, man, I just want shrimp. Yeah. You know, like they've got their language. I've got a bunch of friends that are like, they, they speak plant, you know, and I, I feel like I do, but they speak to us, man. You know, I'll tell you, if I get all worked up about something or if I'm having a bad day or something, man, I just spend, it only takes 10 minutes in the garden. And that's just around a few plants, you know, it's not like it's a big field. Like I just go out back and yeah. Oh, it, it's not about volume. It's, like it's about zen. doing it. Yeah, you know? just zen. It's, and having a bunch of different kinds of plants. Man, bees, my Xanax. Sitting by my bees and watching them fly in and out with pollen, I'm just like, bees are... are that's been... I've been waiting to add bees to this place for a while, and I found the right opportunity. And, man, I highly suggest the bees. God, it's so relaxing. <laughs> It's sad. <laughs> it's sad because we don't have a lot of bees uh, in the, in the you know in Medford, and so some vegetables it's hard for me to even grow. Yeah, um, yeah, because it just they don't they just don't fruit. It's just facts. and it's sad. Yeah, it's sad. And uh, it's it's really not. It's really easy. Like if you know how to mix fifty percent sugar and fifty percent water and shake it up and put it in a jar, you can raise bees. Get some bees. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's great. They're actually like on the endangered species list as fuck right now. There's like oh my god, alert, alert, bees. So let's get well, some they bees. Just put, they just put something where they're the most valuable animal on the planet or something. That's like that. the one. Yeah. The most valuable. That was the one. Mm. Well, let me ask you this. What would you have done if you had gotten something else? Do you have other methods? Is there something you can recommend to people that might run into aphids or, you know, thrips? Okay, thrips. Man, let's go with thrips. All right. Okay, that's a good one. The most, those are the most difficult to eradicate pests mm-hmm. I have ever run into. Whenever my indoor got too Fungus hot. Fungus aren't easy either. Soil, acidity, will fuck with your fungus gnats so if you're doing teas and shit that's a thing but for me thrips have always been yeah if you have thrips ready for this shit it's crazy dolomite line don't worry about spraying shit on them because thrips don't give a fuck and good luck spraying up under where they live and then their eggs are i i think are in the soil and shit fuck thrips dude back in the day i was like I was like, oh, I'm killing it. And then I was, I learned what thrips were. And I was like, 
I'm just the thrip farmer, you know. Yeah. 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 And then they suck the um, the exudates out of the, the all the juice, the life force out of the mm-hmm. plant. Mm-hmm. So just because they don't look like they're pervasive, doesn't mean you're not fucked. Because here's why: thrips are the precursor to spider mites. Mm-hmm. So if you have a thrip infestation, you can pretty much guarantee you're getting spider mites. Mm-hmm. Now. For me, spider mites have never been a problem except for when my grow room was like super hot. And so anything over like 92 degrees in my indoor, I would find thrips and then all of a sudden spider mites and then I would throw everything in the fire. Yeah. As we're sitting by the fireplace. Yeah. I never burn my thrips inside. They'd get in the carpet and they'd go on the back. But, uh, right, right, but that right. all gets burned. You know, if you lived like in inclement conditions and there was no way out and you knew it, you'd be like, just kill me now. Mm-hmm. So some plants are like, we have to be honest about this. If we don't contribute to their plant immunity, they're going to be like, kill me now. Mm-hmm. And then let's just accept it that we fucked up and kill them now and burn them and then use the ashes that spread out to nature. Yeah. yeah. And that's that, you know, yeah. it, it can be avoided with... Uh, with the in the rhizosphere yeah for sure do you have i mean well let me say this first so this year we tried something different and it worked really well this is not by any means a cheap way to do it but we treated somewhere around 15 plants it would have cost us about a hundred dollars but we used the cucumeras and we used the sat the sashes sachets what do they call them sashes out there i don't the, even the know well, they come in a little, It's, I guess a sash is what it's called, but it's like a... The yellow sticky strips? No, it's oh. a little bag and it's got like some filling in it, like sawdust or something, but the cucumeris is a little mite and oh, word. you can hang it right Rannies. on the plant. Yeah. The thing is, is they, can, they breed in the pack. So for six continuous weeks, they just breed and spread and breed and spread. Man, we got thrips under control and never had a spider mite issue. We threw them out in time and uh, it worked really well. Unfortunately, it's expensive, but natural way to do it, and it just wiped it out. And then for the next three, four, five weeks, it worked really well. And then, of course, now that it's over with, we don't have any now. But um, as we understand, Cloudwave Organics, the one that we did the interview with, when we were up there, they used those all their greenhouses, and they were able to establish colonies in their actual greenhouse Word. so you don't yeah. have to continually do that right so hopefully these damn things jumped off on plants this year and got in my backyard yeah <laughs> we got to set up an area for them to thrive and, and like right. live you know yeah. so like the silo tech we were talking about earlier exactly. it's like they'd probably like put larvae in there they're like this yeah. is dope but but here's the thing is if you live it and i'm not saying you do but for people that live in an urban environment where it's like you know, you basically are like in a concrete jungle. It's fucked. Okay. And then you want to grow your four, which you should rightfully be able to do. The problem is you are the biosphere now. Mm. So you've got like, you know, for the average person, there's like a parking lot that's like bigger than the footprint of where the houses are. And, and any bug that happens to land there is like, I'm the fuck out of this parking lot and I'm going right to, to those the, gorgeous... Yeah giant of course so if you do everything right a beacon of health sure now see that's dope though because we should be doing that but we will all get to a certain point where we either are like all right i have to i'm gonna live i like living here and i and i just can't grow weed because it doesn't work and i'll just buy weed because i have a computer job and make a million dollars or whatever just buy weed or do a little hobby grow and and but just don't expect much but 
I can tell you this throughout all my life I've grown in like the shittiest conditions and then when I finally was I'm going to grow in a place where I have the conditions that I know are going to contribute to a healthy plant I've had so much less issues absolutely and this is what the plant does the plant's like oh you like me move yourself to where I'll like it Mm -hmm. animals plants all that shit man and people People yeah. love this shit too, man. I'm I'm about the country, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. If I lived in the city, if I was, you know, which I wouldn't, um, you know, I'd just buy weed, dank ass, you know, farmers that were living in the country. Yeah. <laughs> just like I always. Have. There's some. There's a sense of. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of things about it, but growing your own cannabis is, a, it's a good thing. It's nice to have, your own product that you know what went into it. Even if it's not the best, like if you're just learning or it do, you man, don't have your cure down yet, it's still nice to have some around. Abundance, always... abundance wins. So yeah. it's uh, it's one of those things, man. I was talking, I went to go pick up some apples uh, from one of my buddies. He just started running a campsite. It's all dope. He was like, yeah, we have this beautiful, like golden, delicious apple tree. Nobody's fucking with it. They don't even know like apples come from trees. It's like you eat those. And, I, and he was like, dude, nobody's eating them. Come get them. So I went and swooped them. And uh, he was like, man, this is the first year I couldn't grow cannabis. And he was like, I really miss it. You know, that was, that was a polarizing moment for me, or catalyzing moment. I was like, dude, imagine going into this season and seeing all your friends like crushing and, and you know, all, of course, all the work that goes in, but not have done the work, you know, and then being like, I should have regret is a hell of a drug man mm-hmm. yeah it's like meth you know? yeah meth is like snorting regret you know? <laughs> you know, <laughs> snorting so, regret yeah totally it's like a, this is yeah that's so you know so but don't worry about it because these seasons keep coming man so yeah. next year if you didn't grow grow next year you know and then hit up your homies and be like how should i do this or whatever if you don't know just get it it's funny because there's a lot of countries more than i think people realize that treat cannabis like in the himalayas um you know that stuff just grows more than wild man that shit's everywhere like it grows like you said with the apple trees and the corn and the all that shit and people just grow that shit like it's a normal like what we get to do but it's everybody does it like it's it's like growing a cucumber like if you grow shit it should probably be got like a cucumber, that you know? it should be like that man it's it, like that we need that i yeah. smoke man yeah. <clears throat> but even in legal states like what we have we still don't have that that much relaxation these people are straight up you can you got you can walk through cow pastures and they got they're just shitting on plants out there well we we actually do if you walk through the hemp field back there <laughs> but there's like as far as it's as far as the eye can see That's dude true. it just happens to be cbd and not drug type cannabis but it's like that you know but yeah i mean you know do we even want to get to a place where there's you know 50 60 acres of drug type cannabis that we're supposed to buy you know? Yeah, I, no. You know, so... No, but I would like to see everybody grow on their own. Fuck, yeah, man. I mean, the people that want... That, that's what that all about, dude. Yeah. Yep. Get your 45-gallon smart pot, do some silo tech. <laughs> I'll hit you with some seeds and uh, go, man. whatever, man. Yeah, let's get it. But any anyone can do four. You know, even people that don't even want to grow weed or know how to, you can just go up to them and be like, hey, I'll put four in your backyard. So mm-hmm. we kind of have this cool loophole in Oregon where everyone's allowed to have four. Yeah. And uh, depending on, like, local regulations or whatever. Yeah, it depends on the cities. Yep. But, yeah, do four, for sure. Yeah, and even then, they're just... They don't want to have to deal with the small shit, so they just let it go until someone starts bitching. 
Then when someone starts bit, this is in Medford. And then oh, when someone everywhere. starts bitch, and then they come and they everywhere. say, "Hey, look, you know, neighbors don't like the smell. It is blah." That's blah, what blah. it is. So it's like, yep. okay. What's cool is that it's now it's neighbors rather than feds. Yeah, dude, that's dope. Yeah. That's how it's supposed to be. Right, right. You know, so if the neighbor comes by and is like, "Hey, this, you know, I don't like the smell of it." What do we need to do to mitigate right, exactly. this? Exactly. Do you like apple pie? Do you like money? Do you I've like only got blueberries? Two weeks left and I'm harvesting. Yeah. Do you, do you need the <laughs> background? Like we can figure this shit yeah, out. Yeah. Feds are like, it's a lot more dangerous. They don't it want is. apple pie or backrubs. You know, it's like I'm gonna no. figure that shit out. So neighbors, we just got to be cool. You saw, <laughs> dude. You saw. Yeah. I got a deal. I got a, you know, uh-huh. I got to pay up. You got you, know? you got to do the yep. neighborly thing. Yep. So let me ask you this. I. Uh, this, <laughs> was in the back of my mind because you talked about it on a post but you're feeling uncovering cannabis now i i pretty much do it every year what i do though is i wait till the last moment so i'll wait it's all straight up sun until i get to the where it starts raining and i mm-hmm. even let it go the first we got like two three good days of heavy rain i'm like oh maybe it needs to go up but i waited and we had a few more days of sun and then boom this last streak well then i'm like okay it's going up and so now that it's up i'm fine i'm not worried about anything anymore Got a couple fans going, but you had mentioned that you you think that takes away from it, maybe? Man, I've tried. Um, so as far as like the covering cannabis goes, Matt Rise was the main influence for me to always cover cannabis. Any rained on cannabis is mids. That's that funny. makes totally sense. Like I'm I'm fine with that because the only reason I wouldn't cover it is laziness or lack of money. Okay, and that's on me, not okay. on the plant. So I was like, that makes sense. So everyone's trying to justify being lazy by saying, oh, it's okay for plants to get rained on. So I was like, I'm covering everything. Okay. I worked my fucking ass off and it got so humid in the the Uh hoops and everything. Uh It was like, I'm battling nature with plastic. Mm -hmm. So I left one plant out and I was like, I'm not covering this plant at all. It was a, um, what was it? It was Grape Rancher OG times Royal Rose. And uh, it was a bag seed that I got from Talent Health Club. I was like, fuck it, dude. Who knows how this is going to turn out? So I was like, I'm not co- I'm not covering that shit. I'm not covering a bag seed. <laughs> 45, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. Let's let it ride. Plus, I want to do an experiment. Shit was terpy as fuck, dude. And, and it, it came out fire. Yeah. And some of the people that I smoked out, they were like, this, this is your best weed. So I was very Something interested. Something to it. Yeah. So this year... Um, Frankly, all my plants are too big to cover, and <laughs> I got a bunch big. of shit going on in my life, and there's I don't just, have time for well, that shit, dude. Yeah, but there's <laughs> just a limit on how... T- I mean, we're dude. not building warehouses, bro. I'm saying... <laughs> You know, you, you you saw it. You would have to have like a whole, like I, like oh yeah. it'd be a dude ten man crew. To stru- it becomes a structure at that fuck, point. They're gonna yeah, have, you have to get building code, licenses, permits. So, so we'll see. Yeah, so we'll see. Like, but last year that that grape rancher uh, was fire. So I think we're good. Um, a lot of people talk about how dense nugs are more dangerous. To have water on, sure. I disagree. Loose nugs are the most dangerous. I think so too. It goes in there, penetrates um, better. And then water isn't bad for plants; um, it's good. But uh, worm poop is terrible for plants. Right. So that's where but try to start. Yes. So it's actually worm poop. So if you have your worms under control, you it, you shouldn't have a problem. Yeah. Um, so you really have no fears because it, it really does seem like we're kind of going for a wet fall here, and uh, you have no concerns. You're going to go to the end. Um, I do. Some of them. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's. Um, I would say the biggest plant, that one G Wiz, that big G Wiz, uh-huh. is like, I'd say it's a week and a half to two. I just said a week and a half because I want it to be. It's probably two weeks behind everything else. 
So that might go into like November. Yeah. yeah. So I'm letting it ride though. Yeah, sure. Because I pulled early and it was all mids. Weak. Didn't so I'm letting it ride. To you. Yeah. It was yeah. a it was a waste of time. Yeah. Now so was, never pull early. Just sure. wait and if you fail, move on. But yeah, pulling early ain't shit. Even the oil didn't even like they were like it, it's not crystallizing because it was pulled too early. That's the, a good extract artist. You knew. You fucking knew, dude. I pulled September 29th. I was like, how the fuck do you know? He's like, yeah, it didn't crash out. Is that your philosophy with all women, though? With all females? Don't pull early. <laughs> don't. Don't. My philosophy. Go to the end. <laughs> it's nurture the soil. Nurture the soil. And the fruits I see. Uh, okay. will be bountiful. Yeah. 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 That's stanky needs my, for. That's my philosophy with everything. Is soil biology. <laughs> the hardest thing to do. Yeah, the easy thing is work on the top and do it. Now, yeah, but the hard thing is to nurture it from... Barring any there. extreme changes in the environment, do you even have to pH anymore? Nope. With living soil and all that shit? Because no. I, I mean, I don't no, know. No, not at all. I'll check on it just to ease my OCD sometimes, but... The, um, the pH thing is uh, when you have uh, small plants in small pots, that's when it's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as you get things into bigger pots... Like, imagine putting, like, a little seedling into, like, a 400. That thing would love life, dude. And you don't have to pH shit. But nobody does that. Dude. No. no. So, that, you know what we do. If we knew exactly what We have one gals with our little yeah. gals, yeah. and then that's that's what's up. So, sure. yeah, you pH that little one gallon. You know, there's no root exodus, and there's no soil biology in no. one gallon right. smart pot. Unless, right. and, and listen, and you might be able to do it, but... I don't even fucking. Yeah, I have so, a couple. You know, yeah, but. and I hate to really get off this real quick, but do you yep. think it's even possible to do any sort of living soil indoors? Yeah, absolutely. In forty-five gallon smart pots that you okay. can pick up and right. bring them outside and but, bring them back inside. But yeah. with that size limit, you really can't get down to the ten gals or not really. No, I didn't think no. so. Because I've had a lot of uh, listeners actually ask about this. They're like, "Look, man, I want to run living soil, but I'm indoors. Whatever. Forty-five. Can you do it? Yeah, forty-five yeah, gallons. It, you ain't running ten plants though. <laughs> well, you can put two in each forty-five you if go. you want to. There you go. You know, yeah. or you can put more. You can put three in each one. Okay, depending. good point. Good point. Yeah, okay, but it's. The thing is, it's um, you want to work things backwards. So picturing having like living soil nug to smoke, right? So work it backwards. How does that start? You start from the beginning of it and then figure out how to make that work. If you can figure out how to have a living soil environment in less than a 45, man, run it, dude, and tell everyone how to do it. But yeah. I haven't been able to see that. And like I said, Mountain Organics, 23 cycles in 45s. And then you can take them inside and outside mm-hmm. and keep running it. So each cycle, you get two cycles a year, really. My 45s, I bring them inside. Mm-hmm. If you look back at my feed when I bred uh, sour candy cookies, they're in outdoor 45s. Mm-hmm. I think I call them two-cycle pots. They're probably like four-cycle. You fucking forget, dude. Yeah. You just keep bringing them in and out. It's like, I don't know. It's working. I don't, I don't want to be like a liar. Like I don't know. Two cycles. Good enough. <laughs> probably so many more <laughs> so you have a bahamas story <clears throat> yeah man a uh, old school growing story about uh challenging genetics and uh you know the quest for the best weed man. how old were you at this time i was uh i was 20 years old okay and i was uh i was going to college at this time and uh but i i when i went to high school um it was in like a like a country ass high school in eastern north carolina and uh i got introduced a bunch of like rednecks that really had the dankest genetics like i believe granddaddy perp came from the purple shit that we were smoking back then 
I, that's what I think. My North Carolina homies will probably <laughs> attest to it. That skunk bud was the shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we had like, a, we had two sets of genetics back then, and um, but we were on the quest for more. So um, finding genetics was really difficult back then. So, but there was this one guy who had this weed, would have you like mowing his lawn and shit, you know? I'm not gonna even say his name, but he, like <laughs> everybody knows. Um, it, it rhymes with Brad, but it's not Brad, but, uh, <laughs> and, but it's, it's, it would call it Brad Bud. And it Brad rhymes. Bud. Yeah. So this cat had weed that would like have you like mowing his lawn, buying him lunch. Like it was that original gas, you know? And, yeah. uh, so we found out it was silver pearl and he ended up going to Amsterdam to pick up these genetics and cultivated this shit clandestine on his parents' farm. They were, they were legit North Carolina country folks. The parents were cool and he had like a field and was breeding. And so we all knew this shit and it was the fire. And uh, so we all wanted it. So eventually I got to a point where I was breeding enough to where it was, he was like, okay, he heard enough about me. Like you're breeding cannabis. Obviously like we have enough at stake in each other. This is, it's heavily illegal there. They would lynch you for mm-hmm. that shit, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so finally this guy knocks on my door. He's like, yeah, I brought you these seeds. And I grew them out, and uh, so I had them in my up, upstairs closet. Like I kept them real squatty and shit with heavy light and CO2, and it was this little closet grow. But I had like four beautiful fucking phenos out of, I think it was like 12 beans. I kept four females. And uh, so all of a sudden I have them, they're like, you know, 30 days in, danker than fuck, and I know what it's gonna be. I'm like, I'm gonna have you know, four ounces of this shit that makes people mow your lawn and buy your buy lunch, you know? And I was like, that's the shit I want to smoke, you know? So uh, so I get a fucking phone call. All of a sudden my mom is like, hey, we're uh, gonna sail the sailboat from the Bahamas to the Virgin Islands um, and we'd like for you to be crew on it. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. So I'm going to that shit. But I got four of the dankard and I put so much effort into it and it's so illegal. I was like, I'm not chopping early. Got so much shit for that back in the day. And I was like, I'm not chopping these early. This is the real shit. So I found like one of my best friends. Um, they were a, like a solid couple. They were like not wooks, but so down. <laughs> we used to play chess and like have charcuterie <laughs> together and shit, like trying to be all fancy and shit. And I was like, these are the motherfuckers if they're down. So they were. And uh, so I give them all my plants and I'm like, here's how you grow weed. Here's how you flower out plants about the closing the door and the whole thing and opening the door and the CO2 and the newts and when to stop the newts and then how to dry it, clip it, cure it. They were like, they had no fucking clue. I barely had a clue, but I knew enough to tell them Uh. to do this. And they were like, follow the instructions. And I was like, just follow this and everything will be fine. So I go sailing off into oblivion end up getting stuck in the Bahamas for a couple months. Smoking that uh, like dirt a, weed. Yeah, it, yeah, smoking dirt weed. And then uh, I ran into some like really cool like reggae guys. We, we, there was a hurricane that happened and it was like we couldn't leave and go anywhere. So I ended up fucking hanging out with like all these Jamaica, uh, these uh, Bahamians and Tea Time and Fast Eddie and shit. We started a reggae band together. I was playing guitar. It was dope. And they were, I was like, where's the good weed at? And they were like, well, we grow it back in these alleys and shit. So I got seeds and I took those back, you know, but it was all Herm, Sativa, Bahamian bag seed shit. <laughs> and I'm like sitting here, I have the fire back at home. And uh, sailing back, we finally get through this whole thing, like got our asses kicked and hurricane and everything else, we almost died. And uh, there was a plane crash in front of us. We're sailing into the Virgin Islands. Oh, we made it. We like, And there was a plane crash and they were like, Hey, be on the lookout for a fucking plane crash and dead bodies and shit. I'm like, 
everyone go to sleep. I'll take care of this. I was smoking weed. You're not supposed to smoke weed on watch and like the hor most horrible weed. And I was like, man, there might be like dead people being like, help me over the side, like on some zombie <laughs> shit. I was like, holy fuck, I might hit an airplane. So we make it in there and everything turned out okay. And we had a nice time. And, uh, and then so the whole time back, man, I've been smoking this fucking nasty ass, like super mold weed, dude. It was horrible. Even the shit they grew in the bushes was all picked prematurely and all hermed and terrible. So I knew I was coming back to some fire. So, but I didn't really know. Yeah. And so I was like, who knows? And uh, so I, I pull up in my house, open the door. I ran upstairs. I was like, where is it at? And there was a beautiful jar, like this big fat, I don't even know where they got it. It was like this tall and like this fat glass jar with nugs coming out of the top. Put them in all like special. Bouquet. Yeah, they, they knew. They were like, this motherfucker's been gone. And they were cool. And they made a beautiful bouquet. And I fucking smoked it and uh, had a panic attack. It was the first time I smoked weed that was too strong. Yeah. And then that's why I grow weed now. Because of that. And here's the thing is the whole, the, the whole point of the story is we've got to trust people. There, it's, it takes trust to be able to do this. Like yeah. We've got to share it. You can't lock yourself in a fucking closet and not tell anyone or anything. It's going to get out anyway. So you just got to cultivate relationships that are positive and they're out there. And, um, and one of my best experiences with growing cannabis was honestly handing off my whole garden to people that I really trusted right. and they came through. Yeah, That's why I'm telling this story. I'm yeah. not telling any of the stories about people that did me wrong and shit like right. oh, i gave you this to make oil and you fucking didn't ever give me shit no that's not the story i'm telling i'm telling the cool story yeah, <laughs> yeah man and that's yeah. what's up so so remember find the people that are, are supposed to be around you build community around these plants around cannabis and share and that's what this podcast is all yeah. about that's why i'm on this podcast awesome, is because you're doing that right now and that's how it should be and you know i'm not saying dry snitch on yourself but at a certain point it's like it's okay to have five plants in your backyard and, 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 you know, and just, and just run it and tell people about what works and what doesn't and, and be cool about it. You know, if you have good people around you, like yourself, you know, my crew, like good people. Yeah. So yeah. Smart too. Yeah. Check, check your team and then, you know, be cool. You know, <laughs> thanks brother for being on, man. Yeah, man. I oh, appreciate, appreciate it. you, man. Thanks Thank for the you. info. Thanks for the love and yes, uh, check them out at organic Arc. Organicist. Yeah. Forever. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. <laughs>